In this episode of Grief in Common, we talk about alcoholism, cancer, terminal diagnoses, and death throughout. Welcome back to the Grief in Common podcast. I'm Rosie, I'm 21, and my dad died two and a half years ago of pancreatic cancer. And on this episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about our experience with school and grieving when you still have to go to school and sit exams and I'm here with Daisy if you want to introduce yourself. Hello I'm Daisy and my dad died five and a half months ago. Um, He died of being an alcoholic and yeah that's all to say. Okay, I'll start. I'll start off with um an easy question. At school, how did your friends react? Um. Well, I actually told. I got up in front of my class in the morning and I told them, and they didn't really have much to say. Well, I kind of started crying and then I left the room, so I didn't really get to see their reactions. Um. But the rest of the day, they were all like kind of being normal with me and didn't have much to say. I guess they were just a bit shocked. I did have like a couple of people just be like, are you all right? And yeah, it was kind of like everyone was just didn't know how to react. Did you make that choice yourself to stand up in front of the class and just tell everyone all at once? Um, yeah, it took a lot of like courage. Yeah, my teachers were just like, are you sure you want to do this? Because I didn't really have any other way of doing it because I didn't want to like stand outside the class because then it's kind of feel like I'm a bit punished or, you know. So yeah, I just got up and did it. And I don't know, now looking back on it, I'm like, should I have done that? Or should I have done it a different way? I get where you're coming from. Um, I told each of my friends individually. And so when my dad died, I had already left school. Um, I had actually just started at university. I'd been only at uni for a month. And because I moved to London and a lot of my friends who knew my dad and knew the situation because he had a he had a terminal diagnosis they were all at home and it was also the middle of covid so i texted a few of them i rang a few of them and i was so emotionally drained having to repeat myself so many times i think that was very difficult but i can't imagine standing up in front of a a class and telling everyone that was very brave i i definitely don't think i would have been able to do that and what about your teachers I came in, my dad died in like the summer holidays. So I came in to school the day before we were meant to like everyone go back to school. Um, And I just spoke to one of our like um, student counsellors and I'd never met her before. And I was just telling her a bit about like the background of my dad. And then I went up to my form tutor because she was in school and I told her and she was like really shocked and then the next day I kind of just 
Well, the counsellor emailed all my teachers just to say, and like I have had a few like lessons with like to do with alcohol, for example, like PD, which is personal development. The um the teacher did a lesson on alcohol. Um and I just moved forms. So the counsellor didn't email any of my new teachers, so she didn't know. Um and that was quite hard because I felt bad for her because she got she started panicking because she was like, Oh my god, I'm so sorry. But yeah, they, I think all the teachers were shocked. And do you think do you think the school dealt with it well? Um, yeah. They they all like ask me if I'm okay and sometimes check up on me. Yeah, I feel like well their job is to teach as well, so they have to kind of not forget about it but just kind of get on with it. I'm very lucky because when my dad was diagnosed with cancer, I was I was either in my final year of GCSEs or my first year of A levels, I can't quite remember, but I had two teachers, my Spanish teacher and one of my English teachers who were excellent. So in the same situation as you, my mum had told the school about my dad's cancer diagnosis and then they had emailed it round to my teachers and then I had a younger brother and sister also both at the same school. So all of their teachers um, and I I had two very, very supportive teachers. They they were excellent. If I needed anything, I could go to them. I know I could trust them. I think that's that's really valuable in school. You know, secondary school is very big and there's a lot of people and it's very it can be very overwhelming, especially when you've possibly just heard the worst news of your life and you have to go back and you still have to learn and you still have to sit your exams if that's the age you're at school is kind of my safe place I just put everything going on at home on the back burner I don't know if you um Daisy experienced something similar but when when you're around all these other people at your age and they're not going through anything like this yeah I just feel like no one knows what I'm going through so I can't talk to like anyone else because I don't want to be like oh so How's your dad dealing with alcohol and stuff? Because they're not. Do you think your friends found it difficult to to relate to you or or sympathise with you because they they didn't know or they hadn't been through the same experience? Um, I think that... So I've been in conversations with my friends and I'm just like they're all talking about like going on holiday with their parents and stuff and I'm like oh yeah I went on holiday with my mum and they're like oh did your dad go as well and I'm like no and then that puts me in an awkward position because I'm just like do I tell them um and I think they just they're obviously supportive they're not gonna go oh why's your dad died we don't want to hang out with you anymore they're just like, oh, I'm sorry. And then, yeah, I think it just gets a bit, you know, awkward. And it's just like, oh, what do I say now? I think that's difficult because a lot of people don't know what to say, especially if they haven't been through something similar. When my dad died, I found that a lot of people ask me if I'm okay. Well, actually, I'm not okay. And it's not really the greatest of questions to ask. But I understand that people 
and my friends they tried their very best and the friends that were around when my dad died are the ones that I still have now but I must say a few of my friendships broke down I think people people struggle because you're you're obviously going through something massive and they don't they don't know what to say they don't know how to communicate with you they don't want to feel like they're stepping on eggshells around you I think it, it it comes with experience obviously we've both been through something like that so if that happened to one of our friends we'd be able to relate but I'm not sure about you but I, I was the only one in my friendship group whose dad had died or in my year yeah. at school I was the only one whose whose dad had died and that was a shock to me that no one else had been through something like that yeah well I actually I just moved tutor groups and my friend um so we were in RSP and we were and the RSP teacher was talking about oh how many of you have suffered so my friend put her hand up my my new friend from this form and she was like oh I suffered because my mum died and I was so shocked and I was like oh my god like I never knew that so I put my hand up and I was like oh yeah my dad died that was hard for me um but then it's like at least I have a friend who's kind of been through the same thing as me. We had a discussion after that lesson in English because we sit next to each other. I was just like, if you ever need like anyone to talk to, I'm here. And she was also like, oh no, I I was like, um, do you do any like charities or anything? And I told them about Winston's Ash. Her mum died in primary school. So she had like a one-to-one with like a school counsellor. But yeah, she's never done anything like this. So I almost think, how how am I doing this right now? Because my dad died like five months ago. Yeah, Daisy, that's really recent. Yeah. Obviously, Daisy, your, your dad died very recently. And did you feel like you just wanted to jump back into things and get back to school and not take time off or did you have time off well so he died in the august of the summer holidays so or it's actually quite funny because we were just about to go on holiday to spain and we were in the gatwick hotel and we were getting ready to leave like the next day and my mum told us at like three o'clock in the morning because we'd already gone to bed by the time that she found out and she was like oh, do you still want to go on holiday? And then we were like, yeah, because there's no point in staying at home and just being sad. So it was quite a good, like, distraction. We could just go straight away. Like, obviously, it was a sad holiday. Um, I didn't want to be... I didn't need time at home. I didn't want to be stuck at home and just crying the whole day. And I have had days off, like, um, when we're doing something, like, special holidays and stuff. And the school been fine with it because we just told them, oh, it's about my dad. And yeah, I just didn't really want to be stuck at home and thinking about it. So school was a good distraction. I'm not quite the same, but nearly. So when my dad died, I um, was in the middle of my first term of uni, my first year, my first term. Um, and I had flown home just to come and see him and 
I didn't realise that I wouldn't be going back to uni as quickly as I thought I would. And it wasn't until I got home and my dad was in the hospice. They originally said it was for pain management and it turned out there wasn't really much they could do at that point. With the COVID rules, it's very much one person in and they stay or one person in and out and that's it. And they have to be on the list. And I got to the hospice and I didn't leave. So for seven days, six or seven days, I was in the hospice and then he died in the hospice. Um, in Northern Ireland, which is where he died and where my family's from, funerals happen really quickly, three or four days. So I, there really wasn't much time between him dying and his funeral. It was quick. I helped my mum organise his funeral. He was very good because he had, um, he had basically told my mum everything that he wanted, all the songs, flowers, etc. Um... The night I got back from the funeral, I was sitting on the sofa in, in our family house and I was like, I can't be here. I don't know why, but I just, I can't sit here any longer. My mum and dad had um, an apartment on the coast. So I went and stayed there and I stayed there for a month and I did a lot of my uni calls because because of COVID, it was all online. I did my lectures online. I tried to do my tests as much as I could and then after three weeks, four weeks, I flew back to London. I wasn't even here very long, two weeks before I flew back home for Christmas. And I didn't really take much time off, only the, only the four weeks I was in the apartment when in between lectures I just sat on the sofa and cried and ate a lot of food as a coping mechanism. Not very healthy, but yeah. I guess it needed to be done. I didn't really take a break. I didn't feel the need to completely switch off. I just thought if I don't attend my lectures, I'm gonna fall behind at uni and then my dad would be disappointed in me and he really wanted me to go to uni and he said, you know, don't let my cancer diagnosis stop you from going to London and fulfilling your dreams, as cliche as yeah. that is, but so I didn't. But Daisy there, you mentioned that sometimes you take days off if there's, you know, a hol like a holiday or, you know, a milestone that you wanted, that you would celebrate. What do you do to remember your dad? Well, because it's like quite fresh, we haven't really like made that tradition yet. So, but his birthday is actually coming up. So we were going to go to this hotel that my mum, my dad, me and my sister stayed at like for my mum's birthday and we had like good times there, good memories. But we just thought, what's the point in like doing that? Because like, it's just gonna be us three and I don't know, it might be a bit boring. So my 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 dad always loved a party. <laughs> um, so my mum's friend um, is having a party on that day and we would always go to her parties. So I think that's what we're going to do instead. Oh, that would be lovely. Yeah, because my dad would have liked that, especially on his birthday. Yeah, I'm sure. Do you like a party? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't? So my dad's birthday actually just passed and he would have turned 50 this year. Oh. Obviously, our family's not all together. I'm in London. I'm... My mum is in Belfast and my brother is in Glasgow and 
So we all we all did our own little thing to remember him. I always buy. He died on the 26th of October, so if it's the 26th of the month on his birthday, Christmas, it's always a good excuse to buy flowers. I buy tulips. They were his favourites, tulips and roses. So I went to um, Columbia Road Flower Market, which is a lovely little flower market in London, and I picked some. And then my boyfriend paid for them, so that was an even nicer surprise. But I must say, I... Yeah, I did spend three days crying, and which I, I wasn't expecting, actually, because usually I find the days running up to the actual day are much harder. So the first Christmas that we spent without him, I found the lead up to Christmas much harder than Christmas Day. But for some reason, this time on his birthday, before his birthday, after his birthday, I just cried and I, I guess that's the thing, grief hits you at different yeah, times, you could be fine one minute and not the next. Yeah, and it's okay to cry as well, like you're not and alone on that. I also just wanted to mention that, so I'm kind of going through like a, a kind of similar thing to your dad, but with my granddad, because he recently got diagnosed with terminal cancer because he's quite old he's 87 they're like we're not going to give him chemo because there's nothing like he's going to die through chemo so he just we're just like trying to make the most out of the time with him and he recently well today actually um, moved to a care home so we I'm going to go and see him tomorrow that'll be a nice visit for him yeah it's going to make the most of the time that I can. I think it's that's the best idea. If if um, someone receives a terminal diagnosis, the best thing you can do is spend as much time with them as you possibly can. Make all the memories that you have. If you, if you want pictures, you know, obviously ask them first, but take pictures or look through photo albums with them. Yeah, I really, I, I'm glad that when my dad was diagnosed with cancer, we didn't stop doing things. I mean, I, I know for some people they're unable, but my dad was still quite active at the start of his, at the start of his diagnosis, and we went on one big last family holiday. Um, it was the holiday of a lifetime. I'm not sure I ever beat it. I mean, like I saw a, a turtle giving birth to its eggs in the sand. Um, and on that holiday, there were a lot of things that he couldn't do. Like, he he was a scuba diver and he taught me and my brother and sister how to scuba dive. And we got our certifications and everything. But with his treatment, he wasn't able. But he watched us. And I, I know he was a bit upset that he also couldn't. But we had a great time. And, and the fact that he was there was the big thing. Because we knew he wasn't well, but he, he was still there. And now I've got pictures to look back on and I think that's what counts. Daisy, what is your favourite memory of your dad? My favourite memory is probably when, on Christmas Day, he used to make roast dinners and, and he would always... So everyone would get the roast dinner 
and then there would be like leftovers and he'd always have the leftovers <laughs> and sometimes he'd ask oh Daisy do you want yours <laughs> and obviously if I said no he'd take it <laughs> so he was quite greedy and he used to make really good meatballs I love meatballs and I've got a roast I know it's a Monday but I've got a roast cooking for me downstairs I'm so excited but um my dad I have a lot of favorite memories it's really difficult he loved a cup of tea or a cup of coffee but it had to be made right in the order that he liked which is up for debate controversial opinion he had milk tea bag or sugar depending on whatever it, what it was hot water and then stir and if you made it wrong he knew you made it wrong with two di- two digestives with butter sandwiching them together and um he would click his fingers and whoever was standing there had to go and make it no ifs or buts <laughs> daisy do you have any advice you'd like to leave our listeners I just wanted to say that it's okay to take a time out and just talk yourself through something and take a minute to relax and then get back to what you're doing. Fab. I wish I I I could tell my younger self that. If I had anything to tell you all, it would be to feel your feelings, every single one of them, even the ones that you think are bad. Cry be angry, be frustrated at the world, but also be happy and smile and find the joy in the little things, the birds outside the window or maybe someone who's laughing in public. Feel all the feelings, take it slowly. Your grief is your own journey and no one gets to tell you how to grieve or what you need to do. Thank you, Daisy, for talking to me about your experience at school and with your friends and your grief journey and everything else we've covered in this episode. Thank you for having me. No problem. Thank you for listening to Grief in Common. Common is a podcast run by the Winston's Wish Youth team. The topics of conversation aim to provide comfort and make a difference to other young grieving people over the age of 13. We hope to give listeners the confidence to talk about their own grief journey. It's rare to be able to listen to other young people being open and honest about their grief and how they're feeling. We hope this podcast reaches young grieving people everywhere and helps them to feel less alone. From teenagers to young adults, students to professionals, we're all